0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Foyne Jones Show. We're inspiring our stars of the future and we've got the newest member of Team Foyne Jones joining myself and Charlie in the studio, Jodie Gormley. She's going to tell us her story, where it begun, what she's doing now and hopefully what she's going to achieve in the future. You're going to enjoy this episode. Oh, Jody, you look so nervous. Don't don't be nervous. Welcome to episode 16 of the Foyne Jones Show. We're on season six. We're inspiring our stars of the future. Hula's in the studio. How are you doing, producer Charlie? I'm good, mate. I'm well, happy to be Charlie, here as oh, always. I'm confused, mate. The world is going to Somerset this week. The world <laughs> is gathering at Worthy Farm for a little festival. Uh, you've gone the other way. Did you notice the traffic going, going in the yeah, other direction? Yeah, I've
1: gone against the grain once again. I was there the week before doing our own little festival with
0: We'll talk about that at some point in the show Because I'm learning that most of the guests are more interested in you than they are in me uh, Than they are in me And most of the guests want to hear about Charlie's music career, his production career and his podcasting career So we'll definitely bring that in because that in itself should inspire our stars of the future But sitting in the studio today we've got a member of Team Foyne-Jones The newest member of Team Foyne-Jones Jody. welcome to the podcast
2: Thank you Podcast
0: debut. Yep. Podcast debut. And um, you're following in your son Finn's footsteps.
2: Yes, he beat me to it.
0: Finn beat you to it because he <laughs> nicked in here on a week's work experience.
2: Did he have fun at Thorne Jones? Yes, I think he, uh, did. I, think
0: he did. I think he told me what to do for quite a bit. He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a bit of a character.
2: Quite assertive.
0: Uh, I think that's good. I think he reminds me of my children at that age, and uh, a little bit of swagger is not a bad thing. So in today's episode, listeners, we are going to give Jodie a podcast welcome to Team Foyne Jones. We'll talk about her career... Before Foyne Jones, we we'll talk about like taking those first steps into recruitment, and how you're finding it, and um, for the record, you're doing a really good job. So whatever you're doing, you're doing well. Um, we're going to give some advice to job seekers, um, and we we'll talk about your experience working with candidates and job seekers so far. What you, you know, examples of good behaviour, examples of bad behaviour, examples that could do better behaviour. So I think that's all relevant. Then we're going to talk about work-life balance you know what you do to chill out what you do to keep that keep that momentum in the right place Build on flexible workings. That's a message to any employer. And we we'll wrap up talking about the future. And yes, Charlie, we'll throw some football banter in somewhere, even though it's close season. There's been a little bit going on. Your boy got a hat trick for Arsenal. For, your, your Arsenal boy got a hat trick for England the other night, didn't he? Too right, he did. My star uh, boy, yeah. at it again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean the, the, I mean, the two fixtures against Mal- Malta and Macedonia. I mean, you like goal to think fest, we, mate. you like to think we put a few in. It, it does corrupt the old goal scoring charts, doesn't it? When you yeah. when you got them sort of games, you like. I'm gonna fill my boots. But welcome to the show. So we don't have a show without a sponsor. So MHK Holding UK and the one and only Marcel Crazy. Thank you to you, sir. In this episode, we're gonna to get to know Jody. But let's just go back to your week in Somerset, Charlie. Did
1: you have fun? I had an absolutely amazing time. It was great to be down there getting everything set up. So the context of this is for the listeners is my aunt and uncle's 20th wedding Very anniversary. Sweet They were 20 years ago this weekend, they got married down there in Somerset, and my uncle's a great musician, and there was a lot of music there at the time, and then it became like a yearly thing for a long time until, um, I mean, around COVID, basically, and then we've not had a party there like that for five years, and... As, it's, as I've been growing up with it, it's obviously been a very important part of my life but this year I've sort of come to the age where I've started really help helping mucking in and getting everything set up and contributing up to the organising and running the music tent and it was it was a great time, it was a coming of age moment for me and I really enjoyed every second of it.
0: Fair play, mate. Welcome back to reality. Yes, to right. Welcome back to I reality. I come back with, a, he with said, good he energy. Said, he sent me a text, Jody said, I'm just editing the latest episode, but I've brought the wrong file or I've done yeah. something <laughs> wrong. It's okay, mate. It'll all be okay. I've got, I've got faith and we'll get it done. And, and that, that's, that's part of the game is to actually be really positive and approach every little challenge in the right way. So, Charlie, welcome back to the studio, mate. Welcome back to the Pop 4 and Jones show. This is the first episode in the six seasons we've been running this podcast other than the lockdown episodes, survival specials, which were before your time. Mm-hmm. That was a podcast of the past. That was a, that was a distant distance memory that I've recorded in flip-flops. So for the benefit of uh, <laughs> the benefit of our listeners, who won't be able to see this if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, I've rocked up in a pair of flip-flops to make it a real cosy environment. Jodie, in contrast, you look professional, you look smart, you look on point. How are you?
2: Yeah, very good. Thank you.
0: All right. I bet if someone had said to you in January, when you were doing your previous job, that... Come, come the middle of June, or where where we are. Come, come, come the summer solstice on the twenty first of June. You'll be sitting in a podcast studio in Trendy Plus X in Brighton, talking about your career, talking about that about what the changes you've been through. You would have said to start raving bonkers, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that I would have made the change to leave where I was before. So. Yeah, it's massive for me. So. Yeah, and, and,
0: and again, we we will come into that, but they're, they're, you, you've got a growing fan base of followers on LinkedIn. You've you've, yeah. you've built that from a standing start, and you you kind of you kind of getting a real feel for what we're about at Foyne Jones with our recruitment piece, with our content piece, our storytelling piece. But I think what we can use this episode to do is is. Tell the Jodie story. Tell the Jodie Gormley story. So, you're local to Sussex, aren't you? Yep. But not originally from South East London, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, so talk talk to me about what you were doing before falling Jones, because you was with one employer for a long time.
2: Yeah, so I was with Haldens, I started with them 17 years ago. There was a break uh, for two years when I had my son, and... The job, that the position that I left to come to Foreign Jones was kitchen designer, which I'd been doing for five years. So I enjoyed that very much, uh, working with both uh, tradesmen and the end users, the clients, customers. So, yeah, it was very full on. The hours, uh, quite long hours, um, felt like I wasn't, you know, sometimes I felt like my family time and the work-life balance wasn't there. But a very enjoyable job. I did, like, meeting a lot of people, speaking to, you know, different people. and
0: You worked at different so, havens, branches as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, two different ones. But okay. I was there um, at Lewis, at that depot for most, hang on, that was, yeah, that was for the majority time was spent there. And You're
0: that, from Lewis as well. I mean, Lewis is where you grew up, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, so from, yeah, early... Probably when I was six or seven, is when we moved from London. So a lot of my childhood was spent in Sussex. So are you
0: DFL, DFL like me? No, no. Okay, you I, don't, don't, you I don't count. count.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't count
0: myself, Charlie's a DFL. I feel I'm an adopted son of Sussex. To be fair, I'm not Sussex stories, board. But, but we, 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 did that. You know, we, we, moved from Fulham, West London to Lewis when when my eldest started secondary school, and we've been in, staying in Sussex ever since. So, so no, I get that. But, but You've done different. You did, or you did different roles during. Your Time at Howdens, didn't you? So, so you was a designer, but did you did you do something else as well?
2: I started off as a sales rep, which was very different seventeen years ago. So, to what so it you is started now. as a sales rep. Yeah, fair play. So it was very different then, and the targets weren't as. It was more just just go out and meet people, have a drive around almost, and be that friendly local. A rep that's, you know, get you what you need. So, so, so we have
0: a lot of reps that listen to the show and, and I always tell some of my stories of when I was a young rep and when I first went out on the road and mm. and I think, you know, you've got, to, you've got to have something about you to get out of the car and I did this in a very you know, pre-mobile phone age or early mobile phone age so, you know, it was the gathering names, gathering information but, um I'd imagine you know you rocking out of the car you know so you know early early work years calling on the local builder developer whatever was that fun?
2: Yeah, I, I always enjoyed it, and I I would put a twist on it. I'd do something different. So Ooh, i twists. Well, I would I wouldn't just kind of go and speak to like in the summer I'd take a, an ice box, cold drinks, in the winter a pack of donuts and bribe them. Really, no, but it was good to. You'd, you'd pop in and see your regulars so if yeah. they wanted anything, but there was also the opportunities constantly to try and find, generate new accounts as well. So it was just maximising that option, you know, mm. the the chance to do that. So, yeah, it was just always coming up with different ideas, really. So And after repping, that's when I had my son, and I went back after that part-time. That's when I was doing the business development. Mm. So a lot of calls um, to... Mainly the established customers, but it was also some prospecting new customers if we saw any, you know, if there was anyone that we could potentially open up a new account. I've also worked on the counter and then I went back to repping and then uh, eventually got to design, be a designer, which was my dream, what I wanted to... Did you do
0: the deliveries and sweep up and clean, 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 clean the branch as well? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, a, it's a full house. I
2: did when it was stock take yeah. or particularly busy. Oh, you know. I still hate stock
0: take. I mean, stock take still makes me come out in a rash. you know. Yeah, it's not as, fun. As, as a rep, the strokes I used to pull to try and get out of stock take, I, it was like, what do you mean a Saturday? I'm a sales rep. But I don't do Saturdays. Um, you know, with love to my old employers, they probably knew I was trying to pull. I didn't get away with it often, to be no. fair. I remember once I, I was looking after three branches and I tried to tell them all that I was doing the stock taking in a Branch, and then they spoke to each other, and I crashed and burned on that one completely.
2: No way of getting out of it. Yeah, no, there
0: isn't no way getting out of it. But but if you talk about from a recruitment perspective now. Being a sales rep is, is is a baptism of fire because you're dealing with a customer on their ground. You know you're customer facing. You're dealing with a you're dealing with the hearts and minds. You're dealing with the highs and lows. If you're a sales rep, when you go and see a customer, they forget the 99, 99 things howdens have got right or any business have got right, and they talk to you about the one thing you've got wrong. Yeah. And and you so you've got to deal with that face and, to face. Yeah, you've got to deal yeah. with that, and you can see the emotion. Not just on the phone. You know, it, it's a challenge. And and I find that some of my happiest memories were repping. I, I I loved the job. I did south. Self- East London, Southwest London, and because they're postcodes that are close to my heart, it was, it was so much fun, but not without its challenges at yeah. all, not without its challenges. But then spinning that from an outbound outreach business development perspective, that's unforgiving, making call after call after call, and you, you're desperate for someone to, to engage and build relationships. So, so relationship building must, be, be, must have been a big part of both those jobs for you.
2: Yes, and that then served me for when I moved into the kitchen designer role. So mm. I went from, because I went from rep and I had a very good year, set up a lot of accounts, then moving into that, I could then, they would then want to use me because we'd already built up the relationship. So as designer, there's things that the tradesperson wants you to pick up. Mm. And obviously it took a bit of time, a bit of training, but when you're in that room and then you can, you work closely with them on the installation side of it, working closely with the customer on what they want. So you're juggling quite a bit, but mm-hmm. it, all of my experience then just really helped me once I got to that mm. designer position. So
0: and, and you, and you you know, and this stood out from our early conversations, you, you ripped it up a little bit doing design. You had some big numbers, didn't you?
2: Yeah, so I... There this was... is big, Charlie. She's, she's very uh, modest. <laughs> I didn't tell you till we'd met in person, so I just, yeah. But I... My sales a couple of years ago was I hit 1.1 million. So for me, I realised that this was a possibility probably by May or when June When does the that whoop, year. whoop
0: and dance start? Does oh, it no. start at 998? Or do, do you just wait for that, that, <laughs> just, that last worktop <laughs> and blimp to get it over the line?
2: But I, I not only was I going to set myself that target, but Howdens have their sale yeah. September, October time. And then when I realised how many leads I'd built up and, you know, got them in line for the sale, then I I remember sitting at home one night and I was writing them all down in the figures. Mm. And I, it dawned on me then that not only would I hit it by the end of the year, but I was going to hit it by the end of October. So that's why... And also, you know, in that... Well, in, in the... Construction industry, it, it, kitchens—it all kind of quietens down generally, like November, leading up to Christmas, December. So I wanted to know that I'd hit it and not just leaving it till the last minute. Yeah. So. And, was...
0: and, and some of the, and one of the things that I find so so amazing, like just just hearing when you talk about your time and and the longevity. So how many years in total was it with 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 with, with Howden?
2: So it was over a seventeen-year span but about 15, yeah. 15 years So so so
0: that's a lifetime you know mm. 15 years is a lifetime and you talk so passionately about the people you work with. I mean, the, the way you talk about your customers and the builders and the relationships, you know, you know and that, that that's captivating just to see because it becomes part of your life, doesn't it? It's, it's, it becomes more than a job. But then to to move into design and hit those numbers, I mean, it's, it's quite obvious for the listeners, Charlie, you can get why she's going to be a real asset to Foyne Jones because we recruit designers, we recruit sales reps, we recruit people on the counter, we love recruiting business developers and showroom managers. We love the KBB industry from trade to high-end luxury, and we love the merchant and construction industry. So, so all of those sectors make it um, make it an obvious pathway into Foyne Jones. But you, you, you're quite unique in the way that you um, way that you arrived here because I always talk about doing something different and um, getting noticed, standing out in the market, standing out. And you were proactive. Um, but you you got a job here without the need of an A4 piece of paper called a CV. I mean, we didn't even need that, did we? So no. so so we'll come on to to that element, but I think what would be a really good and if you're happy to share it Jody, I know, I know we spoke before the show, but I think what was really Really powerful in the conversations we've had is that, and one of the posts you put out about on LinkedIn, it was like I nearly didn't pick up the phone, I nearly didn't go for it, I I nearly didn't do something life changing. Do you talk us through the emotions that that led to that led to that conversation we had, and you meeting Holly and I, and and kind of just just bringing it here because that must have been like a, a real life changing moment for you to, to to sadly say after X amount of years, I'm looking for something different but not doing what so many people do of going, oh, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next year or maybe I just won't bother. Something clicked, didn't it? Something changed.
2: Yeah. It, it was, I remember, because it was a February half-term week and um, I, I was off with Finn and, and the time was going really quick and I just thought, oh, I'm going to be back. You know, in, I, I had this feeling that something had to change, so I just thought, what can I do? Because I've been with Howdens for so long and I thought I didn't, I wanted a a complete change, so not just doing designing elsewhere. So I did actually write down what I wanted. So Monday to Friday, nine to five, flexible working. And then I found your job there. So I was like, it says ring Peter in the office. And I feel if it had been 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have been a bit shy, not picked up the phone. But I wasn't sure when the closing date was. So I thought I'm going to ring him. And there I did. And then yeah. we set up our first Yeah, but be fair interview. though, be
0: fair. The first time you rang, you spoke to Jack. Yeah, you know, I remember that. And Jack told me and he said, I, and, and I didn't ring you back. And, and I knew I had to. And then you rang again and I think you spoke <coughs> to Holly. Yes. And I still didn't ring you back. And then I think the second, then the third time I'm like, I really have to ring Jodie back. And, and I remember our first conversation, it was after work and, and I was sitting, Charlie, outside New Haven train station. Wait, I was sitting outside New Haven train station waiting for my son to, to give him a lift up the hill, all five minutes up the hill, you know, <laughs> waiting, to, waiting to drop him home. And I remember talking to you and I thought, like, wow, you know, you've not sent me a CV. You've not applied for the job, but you've done the one thing that's going to get my attention. You've kept calling and you've made me want to ring you back. Mm. And that, that's impressive. That was impressive.
2: Yeah, I think... Cause, and I do remember I was sat in my car. I'd been out on an appointment mm. and I hadn't heard back from you. So I thought, shall I call him? And I thought, well, if you don't, you, you know, I thought, what well, well, he might not have got the message, he might be really busy, just just do it. So that's when I phoned, I think that was when I got through to you that time and then we arranged yeah. to meet. And then... It's making such a change from so many years. Somewhere it just feels so alien as yeah. well.
0: But we we were talking, and and we we liked you from meeting one. We liked you more meeting two. The girls liked you when they met you without me because that was important because I wanted you to get you know the highs and lows of working with me, Charlie. So I think that that's important. Um, and what I I'm so I'm so proud of and so pleased of is that. You saw enough in the foreign Jones recruitment group to to try something new after fifteen years longevity with an employer doesn 't matter who that employer is but but you know there's there 's a there's a real risk and reward in life, and you've got to make things happen. And uh, I'm so glad you did pick up the phone. And I think there's a message to to all job seekers out there. Yes, you can hit apply. Yes, you can send a CV. Mm. Yes, you can do just enough. But tracking down the person whose business it is, tracking down the person who's going to make that decision and saying, hello, I, you know, give me some time. I want to talk to you. Bang! That stood out, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, can you believe it's nearly eight weeks?
2: No, I can't. I can't, and I and I do feel very fortunate that when I was doing that job search, that I found you, and and then it it, it ticked all the boxes for me. So to meet you and the team was it was just great. And as soon as I was in, you know, the Foyne Jones office, I had such a good feel about it. It was.
0: Charlie likes it, Different. he hangs out with us, doesn't he? I <laughs> love yeah. it. I love Charlie, coming down. In Apparently I get I get what you say? I get the balance right between being really nice and putting people under 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 a little bit of pressure as well. You see, I get the balance okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, but the problem I think what also helps you, and this is for anyone thinking about career and recruitment, it is such a results game. Hmm. You know, you can be as nice, as stressed, as, you know, whatever, it's highs and lows, and they talk about the roller coaster. But genuinely because you've worked in a target driven arena and you've strived to hit the numbers of a million plus or you've been a business developer desperate to get a lead or you've been a rep desperate to open an account and I mean those words desperate because actually that that means everything to you when you're doing that job that's that's the difference between having a good day or a bad day, someone' talking to you, having a good day or a bad day someone's filled in a form you know when they passed the credit check you know and I remember these days <laughs> myself like, oh no but but because of that. It, I think it gives you a balance when you're when you're looking at okay, you know. So we've got to get we've got to get people interested. We've got to generate interest, and we've got to look at the people who are interested to see how suitable they are. Charlie's frying things at me, which, which does concern <laughs> me. You know, he's definitely been on his holidays. That would never have happened normally, mate. Um, but that is that. Do you think do you think that's helped? Because recruitment is like a thunderstorm. When you dip into it, you're like whoa. Because from the outside, it can look quite glamorous. It can look quite boring. It can look this. it Can look creative. We do it with our different flavour, you know. We do it with creativity, we do it with storytelling, we do it with passion. But I do believe being used to work it to targets helps.
2: Yeah, certainly does. I, I mean, I. And also dealing with, you know, having to communicate. It's not just about speaking to one person, it's tying all the ends up, speaking to people, making sure everything goes, you know, and it, there's a lot of that. From my career history that and my experience that I can, it, I think it's just it comes naturally. It's one of yeah, the things. That,
0: so I, I sometimes come in and I know there's things going on and I'm like, right, well, I'm going to remind Charlie you today. You've done it. Mm. You, you, or you're doing it, which is, I'm like, well, I don't need to say a word. My job is done, you know, <laughs> and, and it's there. And, yeah, I think there are times when, when you're like, wow, that didn't go as well as what I expected or that's gone better than I expected. But I think for someone who's eight weeks in, you're doing an absolutely fantastic job. And and having you part of the Team Foyne Jones for the short, medium and long-term future is something that, that we're excited about. But more importantly, our clients should be excited about, our candidates should be excited about, because they're talking to someone who knows what it's like to design kitchens. Mm. They're talking to someone who knows what it's like to knock on the door and say, hello, I'm your local rep. They're talking to someone who's picked the phone up and had the phone put down. Yeah. You know, maybe someone's been a bit more brutal than that. And it's one of the things I try and do when when a business development call comes in. If someone does it in the right way and they've done their homework, I give them time. You know, I don't always buy but but i think it's important to to at least try and do it. so um honestly thank you for joining us. thank you for coming on the podcast today and i think that you've got you've got an amazing future ahead. charlie that's the that's that's the first half wrapped up for us. after the break jodie we're going to talk about your football career and your football team because <laughs> you're not keeping that secret. we're going to talk about the benefits you're finding from flexible working. And we're going to give some advice to job seekers and the industry stars of the future. You up for that? Yep. Having fun still? Yep. Excellent. We'll see you after the break.
2: Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport. It's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing, and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital.
0: Welcome back to episode 16 of the Foyne-Jones Show. We've met Jodie, new member of Team Foyne-Jones, someone who is already ripping up the rule book. Um, but what we haven't dwelled on yet, we we know we know you're you're a mum and Finn's been on the show, but we haven't spoke about my favourite subject away from my family and away from my business, which is football. I've got nothing about Fulham to really say at the moment. We haven't sold anyone, we haven't bought anyone. So it's kind of, you know, we're, I, think, I think every club in the world is uh, in, Interested in Jao Paulina, but we haven't bought him. You lot are trying to buy Declan Rice at the moment, but you're going up in like single pounds, yeah. it seems like, with the bidding. I know. I know. I want it done, man. I want it so bad. <laughs> well, so apparently, like, as soon as you give them the money, they want to spend it on Jao Paulina, so you take your time. <laughs> you take your time. But, Jody,
2: you played football? I did, yes. Who did you play for? I first started playing when I was at primary school. Yeah. And then, wh- yeah, then I played for a local team, I was left midfield.
0: Left midfield? Yeah. So left-handed and left-footed? Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
2: um, and then I started to support Tottenham. Um,
0: Sorry. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> may <laughs> edit that out, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I think that was purely because they were doing quite well at the time and I was probably about 10. Um not going to give away my age, but yeah. And then I think my dad supported them as well, so that I was helps. like, oh yeah, they'll do. It. I'll just support them. Whereas you'll be pleased to know that now my focus is more on Brighton and Hove Albion because of Finn. So
0: I, I loved, I loved that. Like, like Jodie feels Finn's pain, you know. So,
2: so when it goes <laughs> For well, joint. when it goes well,
0: it goes well. When it's sad, it's sad, you know. And the and, and I remember when when. Cause when he was talking to me, but he went to the semi final and you know, all that. And I'm like, oh, the poor kid, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, it's a long old day to go and loose, you know, to, for that to happen and, and to be done how it did as well. But but I think it's just um, football, football's there. And then and, and I think, and Finn, Finn plays for Ringmer, doesn't he? So yeah. my boys both play for Ringmer. And, and my, my youngest had a, before he discovered he was a very good rugby player and cricket player, he played for a local team in Lewis, Lewis Bridgeview. And I think they've got still photos of you up, haven't they, Jodie? Lewis Bridgeview, is that?
2: That, that
0: is who for? For, yeah, so There probably. you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so, so we used to sing Lewis Bridgeview, you are a word beginning with P quite often, so I used to say yeah. that to my boys. So I was a very supportive father, you know, um, but, but they were a but, but great club, established a long time. Both clubs, actually, are local clubs, run by volunteers that are doing really, really yeah, well. They so, do a great job. So do you enjoy being a football mum?
2: Yeah. Have you
0: enjoyed being a football mum?
2: Yeah, I do. I do like to go and watch him. Um, Takes a lot
0: of your time, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and there was some of the games that they had a couple, more like a couple of years ago. Now it was a good hour or so in the wrong direction, you know. And it's cold, and it's raining, it's windy, and. They lose and then you drive back again. But I, I
0: remember like Henry had a rugby game and he was like in a, a, he's in like Bogner yeah. and Harry's got a football game in Hastings and I'm like right I'm the only one that drive. Well, how are we going to do this? You know. Yeah. And I it, I remember the years of I coached. I've been a football parent, a rugby parent, a cricket parent, and, and I just remember how much you give into it. But it's worth every it's worth every moment.
2: Yeah, and I've just got the one son, so with you kind of, you know, sharing it, and no, I, I know, you know parents that have got they're at different ages, obviously, you know, and they've got one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. So I'm grateful that I generally did get you know at least one yeah. one day where I didn't have to traipse across. The South. <laughs> uh, it's is, it
0: is what it is, though. But I getting get be, be, being a, being a parent of a young footballer, it, it, it changes as every eight, every year they go up. Different challenges come, different pressures come. But but I think it, it's just great. It's great to see and 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 to be able to appreciate that, and to be able to to do to do everything in your life. You've got to have. You know, that that most desirable aspect that everyone wants in the world, which is a work life balance. Yeah. All right. So 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 coming away from football and talking about work life balance, you need to be able to take things to football training. Mm. You know, you need to be there during half term. You need to be able to juggle that around. Um, I know personally that that you you, you like your you like your early mornings. You like your you like your breathing exercises. You like your you know you like the cold water therapy. So you've got you've got all that going on as well, with a pressurised job. How do you how, how how do you find getting the balance right?
2: So getting up early, I actually don't mind being up early, and you know it's just getting in that routine. Mm. So I love the summer months as well. So for me, it's been. A case, it's so much easier to get up and get out. And now that my hours are different working for Foyne-Jones, I can... I mean, I, my previous position, some weeks I was doing half seven till five. So for me, I couldn't get to the beach, walk the dogs, get to the beach sort my son out and get to work it just it just wasn't possible so now I get to do that and I remember I said to you last week I was like, I was driving home from the beach to make sure Finn was up when I'd normally be getting ready to leave to mm. start work and every moment like that I do really appreciate and feel grateful for mm. so and yeah or if I don't get to the beach it's a cold shower which I've built up over the last six months I didn't just instantly love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now there is. There's, it's, not, it's not a chore. And
0: you've got into the sea recently as well. I think yeah. that was by peer pressure, really, wasn't it? Yeah. You've seen everyone else around you going in. Yeah, um,
2: I've been talking about it for long enough. You spoke about it for ages, doing, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've got the dryer robe, I've got the flask for my tea. Oh, you've got the full kit. <laughs> <laughs> got the socks. Neoprene socks. Yeah, so it was last week and I was so glad that I did get in. And even Finn got up with me. Um, he told me to he was going to set his alarm. He was going to get up at six, so he come in. And he sea. loved it, didn't he? Yeah, well. he moaned quite a bit, but afterwards yeah. he was like a different person, getting ready for school. <laughs> he was buzzing, so it's oh, got a lot good. of benefits to do it.
0: Do, do you know what Charlie's well? Like, if you ever want any information on, like, you know, jellyfish, um, what the tides are like, what's being let into the sea that shouldn't be let into the sea, Jody's member of a WhatsApp group that tells you everything from Eastbourne to Brighton. My wife is now a member of that group. She's going, "Oh yeah, look." And I'm like, "Oh god," like you know, <laughs> I'm getting it from Jody. I'm getting it from Jana, but but it's. Um, uh, it's, it's very, very knowledgeable in there it's, very supportive it's, yeah, very uh, and it's, it's like a real community to be honest uh, been in the sea lately Hula? yeah mate I love it I did a 10k the week before Somerset
1: and then got in the sea as soon as I would finished it I absolutely love it it's good isn't it I mean don't it's feel cold good. don't feel cold then no,
0: mate is it don't better. feel cold then so uh, we, we are going to I'm desperately trying to put together Jodie you might better help me with this I'm desperately trying to put together like a fundraiser where we do like a. a it'd be at Seaford because it's a lovely location for us but I'd love to do like a, a, a a 5k walk stroke run followed by a swim stroke paddle you know, and invite all comers along. You know, I don't know what we call it. We, we, call, it, we call it some kind of seats, run and swim with Thorne Jones or Thorne Jones Splash, I don't know. But I'm not going to try and call it a triathlon or anything like that because we won't be at that level. <laughs> and we've had some guests here. You imagine <laughs> some of them ripping up, like, Dave would be doing his press-ups, Josh when the Woodworks would be stretching, wouldn't he? I'm like, no, well, it's not a race. We're just going to get it done. But I would like to do something like that while the weather's good. Mm-hmm. That's something I think we should do. Definitely. But, But... You spoke about flexible working as well. And we have across the KBB industry, across the builders' merchant industry, across the construction industry, such an opportunity. If more businesses could embrace some degree of flexibility, we could open up a whole new talent pool. And that could be through um, working from home occasionally. It could be working from home all the time. It could be being more creative on hours. And I know that's a game changer in terms of shift pattern, but... For me, and, and you know, and sometimes you've said to me like, "Well, can I just go?" Like, "Yep, yeah, go. So it's, it's okay. Just, 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 just do whatever gets the result." That flexibility is easy for us to offer as a small business because we can we can manage it, we can keep it intact. But it makes a real difference to your job as well, doesn't it? Because being available after five when someone's finished work gives you access to talk to people. That that flexibility, I know it was unusual for you, but you you, you're starting to embrace it much better now and enjoy it, aren't you?
2: Oh yeah, Um, the option to work from home is just it's great to have that option. So, and I know that I could say to you, oh, you know, I've got to take the dog to the vet, or I've got a Finn needs me this morning. Is it okay? And you can just have your you can just Mm. you can continue to work. It's not there's no restrictions there. And, like you were saying, with the flexibility to call people at different times, I know from when I was trying to get hold of you, it was when I was out on the road, yeah going to an appointment, and I thought i need to, and then you were very flexible, which was great. you said, "No, come after five it's fine yeah. but, but that's the perfect
0: time to get me yeah, you, you've seen so, how i mean you've seen for the last weeks how busy my days can be. They can be very manic, yeah. all sorts of incoming, but if you get me at like the right time, you know perfect and 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 i'm and i'm getting better at creating those windows where people get me at the right time one of the weaknesses i have is i always say yes or have you got a moment yeah you know can i just ask something yeah and and i'm trying to learn more to say not really but let's talk at this time or let's do this because then you get more value out of conversations i don't think i'll ever be able to change the the instant yes but being able as a business owner to say to you yeah Go early, you know. It's important for you to do that. It's not a it's not a clocking in, clocking out exercise. Mm. It's getting results. I think it builds trust. I think it I think it builds responsibility, and it, and it cuts both ways because there'll be times when I need you to do things which are you know it's going to put us under pressure or it's going to it's going to be a bit tougher at times, and we work together. So I'm glad I'm glad you're finding flexibility to benefit, and and I think as well it's um you know I I want the environment to be creative. I want it to be fun. I want us to be able to write the pressure and ride the highs and lows and and seeing how you've embraced it and and I guess if it's enhanced your work-life balance and you're enjoying it we're in a good place Mm. we're in a very good place.
2: No definitely and when I had when the laptop has been at home and I could just quickly check in with the candidate that had an interview I wanted to know that that was all going to run smoothly so I just opened it you know quick check and then that was and then in the evenings as well, there was sometimes I couldn't get hold of people. So it's really beneficial to have that mm. option. And I don't just think, oh, it's just nine to five, I've clocked, I'm gone. You know, so it works both ways, doesn't yeah. it, that it?
0: It has to, to and, it, and, it, and, and I say this all the time, it can be a seven o'clock in the morning to two in the afternoon, or it can be a one o'clock in the afternoon till eight in the evening. It can be whatever you want. Mm. Um, I, think, I think it's actually making sure we get the result is, is what, I'm, what I'm all about. And being able to build relationships with business owners, with clients, I mean, you, you're loving that. that. That's something that you've done naturally. Um, so as well as talking to job seekers, you're, you're instantly natural at talking to business owners and hiring managers and decision makers. You like that part, don't you?
2: Yeah, I really enjoy talking. You like talking. the ownership
0: of that, I, I can Yeah, tell. and
2: I enjoy talking to people yeah. as well. And to build up that relationship, to know that I can just pick up a phone and call them about, you know, anything. I've found a great candidate. Can I just have a quick chat about them? You know, and, and it's just... To build up that rapport and the relationship, it's it's brilliant. to. I, I, yeah, I do love that side of it. All right. So
0: let's, let's pick on that word you said there, candidates, job seekers. How have you found dealing with the job seekers in general all right so so i'm talking i'm just talking about the people that we work with because they're all very talented some have got different levels of motivation behind the job search so so i said to you one of the sad things in in recruitment and and i don't want you to i don't want this to put you off jody i said this i don't want this to put you off but you actually start not believing anything anyone says <laughs> and she's like what do you mean i'm like well You'll understand. Like, like we'll revisit this in a few weeks. Um, how have you found that? They're just dealing with people changing their mind, people not doing what they say they're going to do, people being a bit rude, being a bit offish. And, and I know you've done it before in a supply environment, but here in a job-seeking environment, how have you found that, Jody? Be honest.
2: So... I was observing a lot in my first couple of weeks at four in Jones and I could see in the office... You
0: were a but desperate to get involved. Uh,
2: yeah, and, and I could see within two days the amount of reasons for people not turning up for interviews when you when they'd only just been, Are ''You OK? Are you going to attend?'' ''Yeah, all ready, all set.'' I just, I thought, wow, <laughs> we, we've heard, that we could write a book, you know, about this. So then I, that kind of helped me prepare for, okay, even if someone's applied, mm. which I've learned, last couple of weeks that even so so, like someone's applied and i've responded really quickly and then they just don't pick up and Mm. i and i don't
0: don't think that that's recognized enough because you know the recruiter's role whether you're an internal recruiter whether you're a a specialist consultancy like us you know the role of recruiter we're human beings as well so actually I, i don't often think that doing the right thing. You know, we have to do the right thing. We have to talk to people. We have to go back with feedback. We have to be honest. We have to be open. We have to be transparent. We have to tell them the salary. Tell them, you know, And we do that. But then when, you, when we get ghosted, when people tell us they're turning up and they don't turn up, when people are damn right lying to your face, mm. we're meant to suck it up and smile. But that affects us. We're human. And, and how you deal with that, the resilience you have determines success and failure, but it's it's a tough gig. And and I, and I make no apologies for bringing that up because I think that um, the, the, the the narrative around job-seeking can very much be, be steered around the job-seeker somewhat and you big bad employers are doing this and you big bad recruiters are doing that. And yeah, all right, there are some examples of employers could do better, lots of examples, and there's definitely examples of recruiters that should do better, but for the ones that are doing the right thing, they spin that around and be treated the right way.
2: Mm, yeah, I, I'm still learning, obviously, with how people can be. But I do think I am quite resilient, and I just you think are. right, okay, move on to someone who does want this position, who yeah. who does really want it, and and. I still try with those people but I don't spend too much time dwelling on it so it doesn't affect uh, my mood or, you know, you've got to keep and that you, you, momentum. You're learning the
0: ones that have just applied. You know, they haven't really yeah. read the ad. They've not looked. They've just hit apply, it's come up on an alert. And I, and I do a lot of redundancy support, as you know, and, and one of the things I'm saying to people is don't apply for 20 jobs. Yeah. Apply just... for one that you want. Mm. Apply for two maybe but if you're just going at it and you're not meaning it, your chances of succeeding are right down the radar as well. You know, we had some feedback on one of the projects you worked on brilliantly in Scotland, you know, out of the three people that were shortlisted, one had, you know, a mysterious incident which meant, you know, they couldn't attend. Uh, You know, do I believe them? No. Uh, Would I tell them that? Yes. Yes. Does it matter? No, because they didn't attend. Um, one candidate turned up and had a very bad interview. Didn't do the preparation brief. Didn't you know? Did, didn't perform very well. One candidate done their homework. Was really well prepared. Went above and beyond. And he's gonna fingers crossed get off with the job because they don't speak. Uh, the feedback was fantastic from the get go. That's the difference isn't it you you see people that want it yeah. and you see people that don't want it or you see people that do just enough um, you're never going to go away from that you'll deal with that on a daily weekly and monthly basis
2: and also i think you can be surprised by the people that you think yeah they're great they're going to go for it they're going to stick to this they're going to and that yeah don't ever just assume oh man i mean i <laughs> I, 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 I get
0: i get surprised all the time mm. you know i get surprised all the time and i think one of the one of the great things i have is that I surround myself with good people, I surround myself with talented people and and I try and support as best I can. Yes, it can be intense. Yes, there's a focus. Yes, there has to be an output. But really, I think if we can keep our focus and and keep doing the right things and keep having fun, we'll all be successful. So taking that to another level and just thinking of your previous career and the individuals you're working with now and staying on topic, which is inspiring our stars of the future... Um, if I was applying for a job with you, if I saw a job that, that you were working on and, and it was something which I thought would be good for me, what advice would you give me to, to get noticed by you as a recruiter? What, what What would you say? What could I be doing?
2: So I would just say be as positive as you can about not just your work experience, but what you as a person, what you like to do. Just give a bit more of a feel for what you like and who you are. Obviously, I got the job with Foyne-Jones without a CV and I feel that that conversation that I have with a potential candidate can be just as important as a CV because then I'm talking to the client about that person. So we will relay what we say. So, yeah, life experience, work experience and... Be positive and aim high as well, Mm. I think. It's like you're saying, don't just apply for every job. Set your intentions. See, you know, be true to yourself, what you really want. Don't just settle for a job that you're not really that fussed about. Um, And, yeah, I just... For me, personally, I went for this job with Foyne-Jones and I'm really glad that I did I honestly feel very lucky that I did and it's well, just we're, we're, I, we're, I,
0: we're lucky to have you so so we 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 appreciate that that you've, you've took the decision to, to, to change something about your life and your career and that's not looking back negatively that's looking forward that's looking positively Positivity. forward for you you know it's easy to not do it it's easy to think about it and change your mind or maybe next week maybe next month maybe next year those chances don't come around and, yeah. and I think where, where you are now you're perfectly placed you've got a home for the medium and long term future and I have absolutely no doubt Jodie that you're going to be successful which again i want to celebrate and and i think you've you've been you've been on customer events you've got other things going on and uh later this summer you're going to be ordering organizing our first uh jones splash which will be uh which will be uh, i think that's what i'm calling it charlie i don't know i mean we'll come up with some better names but he'll be in Hula will be in he'll do yeah. the music um and we'll be doing some fundraising as well for a charity so jody honestly thank you so much for coming on the podcast today thank you. um you enjoyed it yeah it's been it's been really good, it's and, good fun. And, and and like anything, what we're trying to say to job seekers isn't uh, it's not it's not rip out the rule book and forget the basics, it's to do more and to to think about how how you treat people has an effect on everyone and how you like to be treated yourself. And that's that's what we look on everything. But from a but from a podcast perspective, it's been great to get you into the studio. I think from a, from a football perspective Charlie really didn't want to talk about Tottenham Hotspur he really didn't being an Arsenal fan um, I've not got they're a lot everywhere to, <laughs> they're everywhere I've got, on I've the show got this got season to, honestly. I've, not, I've not got a lot to say too much about Fulham other than I've seen the fixtures and yeah we've got some uh, we're away at Everton home to Brentford and then we, I think we play Man City in Arsenal Charlie to be fair <laughs> yeah. so um, you know it's going to be another baptism of fire but the Premier League's not easy um, let's hope Brighton have a good season and your son's happy yep. let's hope Tottenham have a good season let's hope you you go and rip up the rule book for us at Foyne Jones Hula I'll see you in the studio next time ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening that was the end of episode 16 where you met Jodie the newest member of team Foyne Jones and someone who is going to go on to be very very successful thanks for listening we'll see you next time Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.